questions. We all have them. Sometimes they are inappropriate in public spaces. But we have thrown convention to the wind and allowed, in this one space, free ability to ask, and maybe even to receive answers. Within reason, of course. We can't have you going around thinking asking questions and receiving answers is in any way okay, but we will humor the impulse just this once. And who knows, we might even do it again. It depends on how well you behave given this one opportunity. Without further ado, answers. Hello. Hello. It is a Q&A episode. It is. This is what we're in right now. Hello. And we did we did it. <laughs> we we did it. We did it all. We, everything. We've done we, everything ever. We have done everything. We made the show. Um we made the first season. Yes. And I know you all still have questions, but that's it, I'm afraid. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> we're off. This is it. That's all the Q&A. That's like, you don't get like a full Q&A episode. You just get us saying, that's it. Bye. And then that's it. Bye. <laughs> no. So obviously at the end of episode 20, there were some questions. Yes. Most notably, Maddie, what the fuck? My favorite question. <laughs> I say it often. Um. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to have to censor that. But <laughs> because we're on the main feed right now. We've got a bunch of questions from you, the listening audience, that we are going to run through and try and um, answer to the best of our ability without spoiling what is still to come, because there might be something else. Who knows? Yeah. There will be. It's, we're already working on it. (laughs) This is true. It's very true. Let's, let's just get into it. I'm, I'm here with Andrew. Hello. Who... It does the art and wrote some of the episodes yes, or whatever. And I is did. also really, really helpful. <laughs> but we're... G- <laughs> this is like almost two minutes of preamble. Just preamble. But we are going to talk now. Yes. <laughs> the first question is... Trans rights? Uh, yeah, I sure hope we are. It comes to us from Alex and... um. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I would I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, like definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> because that's that's me, and that's you. Yeah, we are we are both the trans rights. We are. We are the concept Tra- of, um, of trans rights. I yeah. damn <laughs> trans rights. Trans rights to never stop talking. And, um, exactly. <laughs> um. So on to the next questions. There are a couple of questions here that I have all... I've arranged them all under headings, but there are a couple of questions here that are right off the top, which are from Shella. 688 says, Are there any books, films, podcasts, etc. that helps inspire neighborly? Um, and somebody... He- Hezekiah says... Uh, Oliver Banks on Tumblr says, What inspired House 13? And also for Alex, who does our music, from Ellis like, talking about the composition process. And for all of these three questions, I would like to say that there is a Patreon-exclusive interview series that kind of goes a little bit more in detail with each individual writer. And just because we have so many people <laughs> that we absolutely <laughs> could not have them all in this Q&A because that would be chaos. I mean, we're all over the world. How would we, like, even arrange yeah. that? <laughs> it would be a nightmare, logistically and everything. So yeah. some of the questions that are about specific houses, might be answered by um, a Patreon subscription, to be honest. 
Uh, not that I want to see it say, like, oh, you have to give us money if you want answers, but, like, I'm not saying no to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an option. Sure With that out of the way, the two most important parts, which is, like, trans rights and um, here's what you get if you <laughs> subscribe to us on Patreon. We've got a, questions about the process of making the show, which is something that you and I can probably answer, Andrew. <laughs> yes, hopefully. As as the hopefully. producer and the assistant producer, I sure hope so. Um, I freaking hope so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the first question comes to us from Ilsa, and it was, what made you go from it being an idea in your head to actively starting this project and knowing this is going to be a podcast? Um, and... <laughs> I'm just thinking back to that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Every so often I, like, go back in the DMs and I, like, I go back in the messages yeah. and find the origin of Neighbourly because, okay, I started talking about making this show in the writer's channel of a seller from a fan discord. Yep. Um, And I recruited everybody from that same <laughs> fan discord. <laughs> it was um, just like, hey, let's go. Yeah. And like we we were planning this show in there for a while, probably yeah, longer than we should have been. Probably like a month or so before we actually was like, oh, maybe we should get a Discord for this. Yeah. Because like the entire time I was like there, I was just like this probably won't be big enough to warrant a Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but it did and we made it and now <laughs> we have um, at least one fan. At least one. Like, definitely at least one. Maybe two? I'm not maybe sure. Two. M- maybe two. Possibly two. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, essentially, it was an idea in my head, and what pushed it over the edge was people were interested in it, and people were interested in contributing to it. And that was when I was like, oh, yeah, probably just make this. Seems doable. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a thing we can do. Yeah. And, um, and we did it. Uh, and, like, that comes down to, like, single narrator. But, like, we'll get... We'll probably get into that later. But yeah. um, a question from Ilsa is, what made you decide a podcast is the type of media you wanted to tell your story through? Well, <laughs> again, this is another question mostly for me. But um, <laughs> I didn't, is the thing. I never really... Like, I, I would listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've been listening to podcasts for a good few years now. And I would always kind of just go, oh, I wouldn't make something in this vein. I always wanted to, like, write a novel. Um, and that was the medium that I was, like, working in. And whenever I considered podcasts as a medium, I'd be like, that sounds like a different set of skills that I would rather focus on the set of skills that I'm building right now. But then there was a little podcast called The Domestic Life of Anthony Todd. <laughs> And by little, I mean tiny. You all thought I was going to say a big one that you recognise. No. I thought you were going to say um, estranged, but okay. No. Um, <laughs> that one doesn't exist, that so doesn't don't look exist. it up. Never, never <laughs> happened. That made me think, oh wait, I can actually do this? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be, um, you know, it can be whatever it turns out to be. Like, it doesn't have to be um, to the same standard as, like somebody who has more experience or more um, uh, resources than I do. And I can, in fact, work within my own limitations and, like, make something interesting 
yep. through the Medium of a Podcast because there's nobody there. Who, there's nobody, when you start a podcast, there's nobody who like reads what you are about to put out and goes, this isn't good enough and you can't put it out there. There's no one like that. You can just make a podcast about anything evidenced to be by my Spotify podcast recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And the second, the next question is kind of um, similar, is from Ollie, is how did you go about creating a podcast and what would be your advice to those looking to create their own podcast? Well, what would your advice be, Andrew? Uh, if you how if you want to make a podcast, think of your idea and start recording. That's yeah. that's all I can say, really. Um, that's kind of what we did, and then we found um a place to host it, which is Anchor FM, and then um kind of just went from there. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> something that I feel like is important to note is that technically. Neighborly cost us absolutely nothing to yep, make. Like, zero euros. Nothing. Um, Like, because the microphone that I'm recording on right now um, was a gift yeah. by somebody who knew that I was interested in this. Um, But it, it's a pretty cheap mic. Like, you could get this specific one, which is a T-Bone SC420 USB, for, like, not more than 70 euros. Like, it's it's pretty... And people are always talking about how how did I get my sound quality so good? And yeah. I just I'm like, um, I don't do very much to the audio. <laughs> That's the real answer. <laughs> yeah. And like the the program that we use, Audacity, is free. It's and free. We uh, use the freesounds.org. Freesounds.org. Yeah. Um, Creative Commons Zero. You know everything yeah. that we do is like we don't have enough money to justify spending it on. Yeah. No. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Like we Which means that if you if you subscribe to us on Patreon, then all of your money goes to paying the people who make the show for yeah. their labors. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what happens. We get we get paid for our episodes and for, for stuff and, and mm-hmm. that's it. We we got nothing to pay for other than like human adult yeah. things that we have to pay for, like rent and We might like depending on how much like if you if we got enough more income we'd probably get like better mics and um like maybe somebody else to do editing (laughs) yeah yeah like maybe a better website because we just have card and we host our transcripts on like a google drive folder um and all of that but all that kind of costs money that we you know are still kind of making judgments about because it it happened a lot quicker than we thought. It really did. We were like, let's do this thing. And then five months later, it was a thing that was out there and people were listening to it. And we were like, oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> My advice would be, honestly, just do it. Like, even if you don't have a mic, you can record it on your phone. You can, again, work within your limitations. Like, yeah. think about what you have, what you can do. And think about how you can approach that and use that in an interesting way. Um, so like if it's on a phone maybe it's like a found footage thing where your podcast takes place via phone calls or phone messages yeah um because that would kind of be about the mic quality that you have on your phone and you can justify all of those things and and make a really interesting and engaging show no matter what kind of stuff that you have so if you want my advice for starting a podcast do it (laughs) just yeah just just do it yeah um don't let your dreams be dreams Oh, and also get a lot of collaborators because I really think yes. that, that was 
kind of part of why it grew so quickly is because everyone was like, I am an integral part of this. It is also the first thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I want you to listen to it to support me. And then everyone did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I don't even know how many of them at first there are. I, I gave up counting. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there are so many people. Yeah. Um, which we will get to later because yes. a lot of people, like, most of these questions are about that. Yeah. Um, but the next question is, how did you decide on the format for the episodes? Was it always meant to be a one-voice show? And this is kind of going back to limitations, yeah. is that um, I originally was planning on making a different show, which is what Andrew mentioned earlier was going to be called, like, was tentatively titled Estranged, which was going to be, like, um, a full-voiced audio drama about uh, sort of paranormal investigators in these woods, and it was going to have, like... Um, good people as in like fey folk and uh, aliens and like all these different sort of things very cool. mixed in together um and then i realized two things one um i didn't have the equipment to do that <laughs> and two uh it's been done before like um that's the thing about podcasting is that anyone can make a show and like a lot of people will say like that you um should kind of you shouldn't worry about if somebody's done it before because you can probably do it again in a different way and better um and that's true but for the purposes of like getting people to listen to it um like saying that your show is about uh people who look into strange occurrences and then um strange occurrences happen in the show is like a very common podcast trope i can think of at least point. one yeah Two. and me kind of coming into this space from my perspective as someone who is learning how to write in a way that is geared towards um writing a novel mm. two things two things i kind of got from that was um you know you have to make your your opening chapter your opening episode interesting um, in order to get people engaged yeah. from the get-go, which is something that I noticed, like, with a lot of shows. A lot of people who are fans of podcasts will, like, message saying, when does this podcast get good? Because, like, should I hold out yeah. a couple of episodes? And I feel like that's really important to get people on board right away. Mm. Um, the other thing is uh, just sort of making yourself different from the things that are out there, but also comparable. You know, because you want people to have, like, a basis for understanding what you're doing. Yeah. But you also don't want to be exactly the same as your basis. Um, and then the other question from Yami, Yami Kakyu was, was it always meant to be a one-voice show? And the answer for that is yes, because, like I said, again, I've gone off a bit of a tangent, but like <laughs> I said before, um, Estrange was going to be, like, a full-voice audio drama, and I realized that I probably couldn't do that. But also, the one voice, the single narrator, I find very interesting in podcasts. And a lot of podcasts start off with a single narrator and then advance, ex- expand their cast and stuff. Mm. And I think that the, that is there for a reason, is because the easy, it's the easiest way to do it. But I also think it only works if there is a reason why it is a single narrator. Yeah. You know? Like, if you, if you have a single narrator and there is, like, no reason... Um, I feel like it's less impactful. Like, I feel like when you're working within your limitations, you you have, like, an exterior reason why you're doing your things. 
But if you can justify that in the canon of your um, fiction, then you are making that more impactful and more meaningful for the listener. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bit of a rant. It was fine. It was a good one. (laughs) The next question is from Trexel, and it says, do you expect to have any other um, surprise guests on the podcast in the future? And if you could get only one person on Neighborly, who would it be? Well, that would be telling. <laughs> yeah, that's... Spoilers. Um, yeah. Both of those things would be telling. Because, well, I mean, for the second question, if I could get only one person on Neighborly, who would it be? It would be myself, and I got myself, so I'm fine. True. Yeah, it's sorted. <laughs> we won. We, we've, we've completed it. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> um, no, but, like, I don't really mind. If 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 big name stars want to be on the show, I will find a way to put them in there and torment them horrifically because that's the only way you can be a guest on the show. Yeah, as, as evidenced by episode twenty. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you don't mind like pain, theoretically, yeah. um, we're not actually going to hurt you. Though I was thinking for next season that we could do some audience engagement interaction with like Foley and stuff. Mm. I'm thinking about making a laugh track. Um, but we will get more yes. <laughs> familiar with, we'll get more formalized on that, um, as production on season two progresses, yeah. because it won't be for a while that that becomes relevant, but I am interested in engaging with you, the listener, as, um, if I could get any person on Neighborly, it would be you who is listening to this right now. <laughs> you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Then we had a couple of questions that were, were there any episodes that were scrapped from Rowan and Ree? Wait, wait. I, actually, before I get to that, Andrew, would there, who would you get on Neighborly if you could who get would I? One? Okay. Uh, uh, Tim Meredith. I, I'd get him on Neighborly. That's, that's, you know what? That's who I'd get on Neighborly. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> we're just so good at getting our dream actors. We are. We really are. Um, you, maybe... I get myself. You get Tim. Yeah, it was sorted. Um uh maybe ben meredith as well just collect the meredith's mm. um i may or may not have a role in mind for ben if oh. he wants it but i won't <laughs> spoilers yeah spoilers yeah um, i don't think there's anyone like specific that i'd be like this mm. person has to be in the podcast but um, again like crucially what i need to say is that this is a signal narrator show yeah that's the thing like it's it's very hard to Mm. put extra voices in when it is specifically meant to be a single mm. narrator. Like, we will have to narratively justify yeah. why that person is there. We like can't we just did in put, 20. Yeah, a person in there. And yeah. it's going to be difficult. That's for Because sure. there are very specific circumstances in which a voice appears in the podcast other than myself, because yeah. we had to narratively justify limitations. Yeah. Um, exactly. But anyway, were there any episodes that were scrapped from Rowan and Ree? By the way, Rowan and Ree... Shout out to you. You're both cool. <laughs> cool people. Cool fans of the show who were, like, two of the people who I noticed, noticed like, did not know me, did not know who I was. As far as I'm aware, did not know anyone on the team, but still got really into Neighborly. And yeah. I'm still, Which still... Like, anyone who, who says that, like, blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, you like the podcast? Amazing, thank you. But also, mm. huh? <laughs> more than that when people are like oh i listen to the show i'm like oh thank you and i know that people listen to the show because i can see the numbers but whenever yeah. anyone is like 
this is what happens in this episode. I'm like, what? Yeah, you like, listened to the show? You, you, you've heard it? You, you know it? It's wild. Yeah. Like, I know I'm doing a great job yeah. and everything. But you are correct. This it's still correct. amazing whenever people are like, I listened to it and I like it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, amazing. Thank, thank, thank amazing. you. Okay. <laughs> were there any episodes that were scrapped? Um, yes. One or two for season one, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there were a couple of episodes, like definitely pretty much every, every, almost every single episode that was pitched for season one changed dramatically from its original idea, except for episode one, which I had written as sort of a proof of concept thing. Um, I know there were a couple episodes that, um, were like replaced with, um, like filler episodes because they weren't, they weren't going to be done in time. Yeah. Well, not filler, but I feel yeah, like the things like, that we did for the ones that weren't going to be done on time, yeah, I'm fun. actually really glad they got in there because yes, they're good. it sets up some of the narrative stuff. Some yeah. of the stuff that you, the listening audience, haven't even picked up on. Yeah. Oh my god, get better at analysing our show. <laughs> <laughs> Go re-listen to the podcast right now. Put this on pause. Go and spend... I don't know how long. It's 20 episodes at like half hour each. Go It'll spend 10 like 10 hours. hours. Simply listen to it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> um... The pro- the thing about the fun thing about being the narrator is that whenever I am on this feed, I feel like I must be gently antagonistic towards the audience. <laughs> you must be the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah, that's his whole vibe. Yeah. But um anyway, the next question is from Ilsa and Emily. What is your favorite part of making Neighborly? My favorite um, part yeah, is, what's your favorite part? Doing the writing and getting things out of my brain and onto a paper, a paper, onto the doc that I'm using, the Google doc, yeah. not a doctor, the doc. Although in case of episode 10, there was a doctor there. I'm sorry, there I'm was just a saying things now. In the doc. In the doc. Um, being able to get things in my brain onto a writing medium um which i then know is going to go out and people are going to hear it that's my favorite bit um because i get to share stuff with people um also i think that's my favorite bit too which is funny because i do a lot of stuff on the show including voicing it and to be 100 percent clear and honest with you i do think voice acting is my least favorite part really (laughs) i have a lot of fun with it and I do enjoy it, but I also find it incredibly frustrating. That's fair. And very difficult. And this is just a reminder to all of you podcasts out there that if you are in a position to pay your performers, please do. Do it. Because it's hard. Do, please. <laughs> They're taking time and their voice and... And their skill and their, their practice. Skill. And it takes so much time. Like, not even just recording the actual thing which takes a lot of time because i keep making mistakes as you will have heard in the bloopers at this point but um i also uh it also takes a long time to set up for a recording yeah including like voice exercises and stuff because i do them very thoroughly um sometimes i do them very thoroughly sometimes i rush through them and if i skip them the end product is much worse and it takes a lot longer to record Mm. um so yeah, that, uh, the question is, what's your favorite part? And I expanded on my least favorite part. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite part is, um, 
Actually, I think editing might be my least favorite part. <laughs> no, I have to talk about my favorite part. Your favorite part. <laughs> what do you like, Matty? Not your dislikes, okay. your likes. Um, Besides writing, which is the action that has my heart, is probably soundscaping, because... You're very good at that. It is very, very rewarding to, like, go into the file and like have in my head for this part i want to make it sound like this Mm. and then go to free sound or record my own noises and make a sound like by layering things together that sounds exactly like what i wanted it to sound like and i don't always do that like something that i try to do is like whenever there's onomatopoeia i will like put the sound effect in right when the narrator is saying the onomatopoeia um, because I like, I like how that sounds, but I know that I've missed a couple of those. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't think missing those is a huge deal because the onomatopoeia, like it doesn't, it's just garnish really. It yeah. doesn't really matter. I mean, it, yeah. It's, it's, it would be good even without the sounds. The sounds are yeah. bonus. But bonus. my favorite, my absolute favorite one of these is the first five minutes of Stegonauts in which so I compiled... Good two sounds one of them is the sound of the ship landing Mm -hmm. and the other one is the sound of the hologram starting up and those two sounds i adore and i'm so proud of them and i love them so much i I remember first listening to it and i was like he's got it from my brain (laughs) this is it this is how it should be yeah yeah (laughs) um and I feel like that answers my part of the question from Wendell's uh, 1967, which is what you most proud of in season one. Yeah. And aside from, okay, um, I hope I get to say this as many times because I am very proud of the response to episode one and episode 20 because I went into writing these things with very, very specific intentions in mind for the listener. Yeah. And the response I got was exactly correct. After episode one came out, we got a tweet from somebody saying okay neighborly pod you have my attention and that was exactly what i wanted for the yeah. first episode is for people to be like huh what i'm yeah. going to listen to more this is very interesting and strange um and what i wanted for episode 20 which <laughs> i got from more than just one person from like a lot of people so from many. just about anyone who listened to it was Matty, what the fuck? (laughs) Which, again, I said at the start, and I will have to censor it again, but I am so proud of that. That makes me so happy. Yes, 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 yes. Good. You put Um, it on your CV. Yeah, I put it on my CV. Everyone asks me, why the hell did I write a podcast episode that is like that? (laughs) (laughs) Because. It's very Mm. good. What are you most proud of in season one? Um, I think I'm most proud of how well the team worked together and mm. buckled down and got everything sorted. I think there was only like one um, deadline that was missed or something of our self-imposed deadlines. Um, yeah, I yeah. think I'm, I'm proud of I'm proud of the team. How we we just I sort of went from some nerds in a server to quote unquote professionals. Mm. <laughs> I think yeah yeah. Um, yeah, that's really good. 
I'm really proud of how the team worked together. I, um, I like our people. Yeah. The next question is, which episode was hardest to write and why? From Rowan. And Rowan, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we didn't write all the episodes. There were others. Yeah. There were others who wrote them. I wrote five this season, and I'm you, writing five next did. season. And I wrote two in a bit. Mm. And I wrote the most episodes out of everyone, with the you second did. to most being A.L. Withington. Yeah. Um, And, um... Yeah, it's a, you, it's, you don't know. I mean, okay, I will tell you that episode 13 and 1 ninth was, um, the latest submitted episode, yep. mm-hmm. um, and for an explanation of why, you can subscribe to our Patreon on the <laughs> 5 euro up tier to listen to the Behind the Houses episode with Alex Schwartz, where we talk in depth about their terrifying writing process. So, it's just so scary. For it's my- not even yeah yeah <laughs> i i tried to do it once and then was like no no yeah it's um, very scary yeah but uh yeah from out of my episodes the hardest was probably um 10 out of ours because i knew what i wanted as in i knew that i wanted coleridge to be the main character and i wanted it to mm. like revolve around him um but i didn't know how i was going to have the episode go like i just sort of was just writing and it got to um uh when he got home from what's it called what's the word his therapists i got to there and originally um it let's just say it did not go how it went originally and it was really mm-hmm. hard for me to figure out how i wanted it to go and then to actually write it properly um, but hey, I managed it, so that's that's pretty funky. Yeah. 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 Why was it hard Good to job. write? Because brain. What's an that idea? That is true. What I is think maybe idea? eight was the hardest one of mine to write because it was just so, like, ugh, I find eight really kind of personal. But yeah. I won't talk more about that because you don't deserve, you're not entitled to information about me. Um, <laughs> yeah. We are elusive and i don't think that's the word i'm looking for it might be we're mysterious there you go we are mysterious and elusive and you can't catch us even if you try i'm like (laughs) mist i'm like ghost (laughs) but uh the next the next question also starts with what is the most episode to write what is the most episode what is what is the most matty what is the most episode in your opinion (laughs) what is the most episode um, 20. But <laughs> <laughs> what is the most episode to write? And then how, what, how about the most difficult to perform? Are they the same from Lucy Brown? Um, I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt, which episode was the most difficult to perform. And it was the one that was written specifically to be difficult for me to read. <laughs> <laughs> and that is episode 12. Um, Secret Society. Which is because... James was like, how about we do S sounds? How about for how about for this episode, I write exclusively words that have S sounds in them? And I replied, I have a lot of trouble pronouncing S sounds. <laughs> and to which James replied, good. <laughs> good luck with this one. <laughs> and, uh, so I gave it my best shot and it was incredibly frustrating. 
Um, uh, like, but that, um, like, I think episode five was also difficult for me to record, but that was because I hadn't really gotten into the, um, routine of, like, what I actually have to do to, before I sit down and record an episode, like, what Mm. do I have to do to make it go smoothly? And I, like, psyched myself out because I did it wrong at first. Um, but the actual episode, the content of the episode is episode 12 because... Because the word beigeish, beigeish is in that episode. The word beigeish. Can you can you just beigeish? And then another difficult question: What was the most difficult thing you had to do for the podcast? And what was the funniest thing? What was the funniest thing? Um, the funniest thing <laughs> was probably uh the bit about. I mean, you'll probably have heard this on the bloopers by now, but like. That bit about um, neighborly, everyone on Little Street is a nudist. <laughs> it came about. Yeah, I love that. It came about because I I am a fiend, so I started spoiling something in the voice chat, and in response, the lovely Emily Laris replied, um, "Everyone on Neighborly is a nudist," and everyone forgot what I was talking about because they were so distracted by this revelatory piece of information. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of became a little meme. And then I s- was recording episode seven, <laughs> in which it contains the line, they wear clothes, as most people on Little Street do. I really and I had to stop because it made me, like, break out into such, like, uproarious laughter. It was so funny to me. The fact that everyone on Little Street, or most people, wear clothes most of the time. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I think it was mentioned again later on, and of course we'd written these well before recording them, and like somewhere in between writing them and and recording them, the meme had come about yeah. that like everyone is naked except they are not <laughs> canonically, but like everybody is naked under their clothes. I mean, I suppose it's kind of the difference between like word of God canon canonizing something and like putting it in the text so textually people wear clothes but according to the author (laughs) (laughs) yeah according to the author everyone's naked we're all nudists Um, so yeah um can you tell us about any aspect of creating and producing neighborly that caught you by surprise uh when we got tim (laughs) yeah that was like because it was just a joke it was like yeah we'll put you in neighborly and he was like fuck it let's go i'm off this wall yes well okay I will censor. There. I will censor you. <laughs> yeah. This is Thanks. listen. This is my my terrible burden of this episode is to go through and find every single swear. And I did it for the bonus content for the <laughs> bloopers. I will go through and find every single swear, and I will remove it because if you want to hear me swear, you have to pay me money. <laughs> <laughs> Give us money, and you get to hear the f word. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It it just started off as like. Not even like half joking, like, yeah, we'll put you on Navely. And he was like, let's go. And it was like, oh, oh this, this, this is yeah. happening. Okay. Originally I had cast, like, the, the episode had already been written mm-hmm. by the time we'd gotten Tim for it. And Tim is absolutely perfect for Fantastic. Anthony. Because, like, and I'm surprised I didn't think of him sooner. Because, like, the energy that Anthony gives off in that entire episode is just so like frantic and yeah. ridiculous and i was just like how did i not get like mr frantic and ridiculous on the show like, um but yeah like you know 
Tim knows me from being obsessed with Zelda Firma. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's <laughs> like, also why he knows me. <laughs> well, yeah, and he knows both of us from modding for Amy yeah. on Do It Ourselves. A subtle plug if you are if you have a disability or a chronic illness and would like a community about that, um, subscribe to Do It Ourselves on Twitch. Yeah. And now back to questions. Questions. Where were we? (laughs) It seems that the questions have escaped. Oh, well. Tune in for part two. When? Well, that depends on how long it takes for us to track them down and capture them. The best place to check for updates would be our social media, which can be found at NeighborlyPod on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you know what? Forget what I said in the intro. If you have any more questions or even theories or fanworks, post them using the hashtag NeighborlyPod. And if you have answers or an appreciation for theories or fanworks, check out that same hashtag and see what people are talking about. Let's hope we can relocate the rest of the questions promptly and avert the horrible wrath of the askers. <laughs> <laughs>